Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Great morning, ladies and gentlemen. In the room and online. How y'all feeling? It's good to see you guys. My name is Ashton Lorian, and I am a minister in training here at City Life. And I uh, would not be able to do such a thing without the investment of all of you guys, the Veerlings, and so many more. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of the movement of God here at City Life. It is an actual honor. We are witnessing God move in the city, through us, in us, and around us. It's a privilege. A little bit about me is I love to work out. You know, it's a big thing. I'm passionately adored living out and, you know, reading and being in the Bible, communicating about it. I love that. That's a little bit about me. If you want to know more, shameless plug, join my group, Ashton, at 6 p.m. here at City Life Mondays. Let's go. Um, And you might say, Ashton, I know a little bit, most of all that for you. I'll be honest. That was just an awkward transition because I didn't know how to tell you that I want to share some real news with you. I'm off these streets. Your boy got engaged to the beautiful Monique Marilena. Not for long, Mata Bonilla. So I just thought maybe, you know, just a nice little introduction would be you'd like to see a little video. Check it out. Next one. Marilena, meaning the star of the sea. What did yours say? Marilena is an elegant gift of God. Bonilla means you're a good child. Yeah, and that girl right there. Monique, Marty, Will you marry me? Yeah. But if you look on someone's Facebook, you get to see her face ugly cry. It's awesome. And I promise somehow I will tie that into the message today because now I'm on a whole new level of analogies. I'm in the fiancé club, so I get to, you know, say new things. And, you know what I mean, my, my time is being a fiancé. It's all cool. So, ha <laughs> Engage. Let's go. I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. Wedding, August. Everyone's coming. Let's go. So, you think I'm joking? Literally, we can probably do it at the park. So, just get ready. Suntan lotion for those who need it. Sunscreen, whatever. It'll be fun. But, guys... I'm not here to talk about my engagement all day long, even though it's really cool. So if you see her, shout her out. Dudes, keep your paws off her. <laughs> no, I'm here to t- today to talk about you and me. In essence, I'm here to dive into what it really means to be in community, how it feels, what's the goal, and ultimately, how do you and I somehow finish and get to the finish line? Friends, I believe this life is best described as a race. And not necessarily a competition. Might that be what I love? I love competition. I love beating anybody who's in front of me. I love it. But that's not what I mean by race. Race meaning we all had a starting line and we all will have a finish line. We were born and one day we will die. And that's an objective fact. So we had this starting place and we have a finish line. And most likely if you've been around Jesus community, Christians, you've probably heard the phrase, and if not, welcome if it's your first time, in Matthew 25. Matthew 25 is this awesome passage that that's, that's, a master entrusts his possessions to three different servants, two of which invest his possessions and they double the, uh, the profit. One goes and digs it because he's fearful of what could happen, so he digs it, and when the master comes back, he's like, you know, he says one thing to the servant who, uh, who dug the possession, and it wasn't anything good. He's like, yo, why would you do such a thing? Why couldn't you trust me? Lazy, et cetera. 
But to the other two, he says this very common phrase, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. So in this race of Jesus following him, honestly, that would probably be the end goal in which you and I would want to hear, correct? And that's the goal. Yet, you and I are not good by nature. So when we hear a phrase, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, you come share your master's joy. That's amazing. But when I hear that, I initially want to be like, yeah, that's me. But then I quickly come to realization, come to grip with my reality that I am not good. And you probably had the same conclusion. And I would arguably say, you're correct. You're not. You are not good. But God is. He is faithful. He is just. And he is true. So how is it then that we will finish the race of life so well? We do it by following him. And we do that together. All right, see you guys later, because that's all we need to hear, right? Unfortunately, that's usually not enough for you and I, because we're still left in that reality of, Ashton, I still don't feel good. Honestly, that phrase probably feels unattainable for most of you. It does for me. I mean, I can show you my little highlight reel real quick of engagement, minister, and training. I like to work out. Cool, cool. Yeah, shout out. I ripped my pants in the back, and I'm insecure that you guys, you know what I'm saying, might see it or something. It's not that much of a rip, so don't be looking. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I went for the leg cross. And <laughs> but the point is, I could tell you guys an awesome highlight reel. and Oh, my gosh, engagement, cool, cool, cool. And then we hear this phrase, yo, job well done, good and faithful servant. Yet that feels unattainable to me still. And that still feels unattainable probably to you. Whether that's what you heard growing up, you'll never be good. You're never good enough. You're never, never, never. Whether that's the language within your relationship, between your spouse, your parents, your kids, your friends, your neighbors, your brothers, your sister, whatever it may be. Or maybe it possibly comes from you don't feel it's attainable because of the lack of understanding of the identity God has for you. Whatever it may be, we're going to pray first. We just got out of 21 days of prayer, so we believe there's a power and there's an expectant uh, solution that can happen from prayer. And so Jesus, I ask right now, for every single person under, the, under my voice, God, that the noise of the past in their world, their mistakes, Jesus, and everything else that tries to dismantle their relationship with you, I pray ceases to exist. God, I pray people today have a confidence that they can walk into the throne room of you confident and not alone, but with our brothers and sisters next to us. Jesus, I pray the words today illuminate our soul and motivate us to be confident and then instill this confidence in the world and our brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus, for your wonderful, wonderful grace you've privileged us with. We love you and we thank you with all our might. In your powerful name we pray, King Jesus. Amen. So we're going to dive into Hebrews 10. And it's a powerful chapter if you've if you've read in the Bible, it's, this is in the New Testament. In Hebrews 10, the author is undetermined. And, um, but there is a lot of powerful verbiage in this book. And I was pondering on it this morning. I'm like, man, Hebrews 10, like, this book is written roughly 2,000 years ago, yet has ideas and thoughts that are way past our time and thinking, which just, again, always just points to me like, wow, God is so real. 
Like 2,000 years ago, they gave these guys language to better understand what he's doing and who he is and, 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 and just his, his goal in life. And so I'm not going to put this one on the screen, but it's the beginning to the main passage we'll get in. It's 14 through 18. And it reads, just, you can close your eyes, you can open your hands, you can wander if you want, but I'd ask you, stay here. Hebrews 10, 14 through 18. For by one offering he has per perfected forever those who are sanctified. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. For after, he says, this is the covenant I will make with them after those days, the Lord says. I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. And I, God, will never again remember their sins and their lawless acts. Now where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. These are big words here might have been like, what did we just talk about, Ashton? But the gist is, I will never again remember their sins and lawless acts. Now, where there is forgiveness of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. And if you're tracking what that means is, Jesus died a death for you and me. And now the father that you sometimes feel, ah, oh, unattainable, I could never be the good, job well done, good and faithful servant. He already did it all for you. He already did it all for you and me. Hebrews 10, 19 through 25, this one will be on the screen. This is in the CSB version. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have a boldness to enter the sanctuary through the blood of Jesus, he has inaugurated for us a new and living way through the curtain that is through his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water. Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. I love the message way of stating this. I know it's a lot of Bible. You know what I'm saying? I told you in the beginning, I like the Bible. Message version. So friends, we can now without hesitation walk right up to God into the holy place. Jesus has cleared the way by the blood of his sacrifice, acting as our priest before God. The curtain into God's presence is his body. So let's do it. Full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worshiping together as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching. I love this. In the times of the Old Testament, people were kept more than just an arm's way away from the throne room all the time. There was a separation, yet God made a new covenant promised us to us by the, uh, the prophet Jeremiah and many more. There were things that held us back, correct. There were things. But our God does say, so friends, we can now without hesitation walk right up to God into the holy place because Jesus has cleared the way by the blood of his sacrifice. That's period. That's an actual objective fact. 
Like we're not talking about opinion here. No, this is fact. You and I can walk in confidence. But what holds us back? All the time we're held back. I mean, if we had a body of believers that live passionately in the sense of, yo, we have complete confidence, brothers and sisters here, that we can walk in the throne room, what would happen? What holds us back? Is it the lies of the things we've heard when we were younger? Is it possibly the, the identity problem which then encourages this, this you know, influx of rejection feeling in your, in your being? What is holding you back? Because the God you and I believe in no longer sees the sin you and I have done. He doesn't see it. All he sees is our big brother's sacrifice, a.k.a. Jesus, his son's death. And so if you haven't heard the gospel, or you don't even know what that word is, I remember I was asked when I was 17, yo, what's the gospel? And I was like, I think it was like a form of music, right? I didn't know. I didn't know what the word meant. I just knew it was a sect of music. That's all I knew. So the clearest way I can explain it is this. We fall short of the perfection of God, meaning we sin. Yet he loved us so much. Guess what he did? He sent his son to die on the cross for you and I, a death we deserved. And then he resurrected, proving his power over death, thus granting us eternity with him, God the Father. From that, if you place your trust and faith in Jesus Christ, and believe that God did this, you'll be saved. Romans 10, 9 reads, if you openly confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Again, objective fact. So how do we hear job well done, good and faithful servant? You put your faith in the one who says it. Period. Yes, there's things we can do. We can go love and, yo, join a group. Be close. It is putting your faith and trust in the one who says it. Period. But this is a together play. It's not individual. And, I mean, I feel that recently, being a fiancé for so long. I'm realizing it's not just me anymore. It's me and my boo thing. Forever and eternity until the Lord come back. Just kidding, I haven't said I do yet, so we can't get ahead of ourselves too far. But it is a together play. Christianity is not meant to be done in a silo. This race is not done well alone. I love this. Today, the YouVersion Bible app, guess what the verse of the day was? Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, exactly what we're talking about this morning. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Verse of the day. You version. Friends, Jesus did it all. He did it all. Yet time and time and time and time again, God somehow in fight of, in might of his in light of his master game plan. He incorporates family and friends to help us along the way. Why? I, I know we're better together, and sometimes it feels a little bit cliche when we say it all the time. But I really think it's true. I think with that being the verse of the day, and, and just you think, I, I was, man, I think God just has something to say to us. That 2023 isn't a year yet, be, isn't meant to be done alone. 
Yeah, I think God has something to say to us. And I think it's communicated beautiful through this video. It's about a minute or uh, minute and a half, minute and 40, or two minutes and 40 seconds. Apologize. But allow it to maybe pull something out of you. You'll realize there's a grit in wanting to do things alone, and that's awesome. But there's power in what it communicates when we do it together. Check it out. Craig Masback back at Olympic Stadium in Barcelona coming up to the men's 400 meter semifinals. Here are the lane assignments. Steve Lewis in lane three. Top four to Wednesday's final. Steve Lewis in lane three. Roberto Hernandez out quickly in four. Now down the back stretch. Ismael on the left of the screen is running very, very quickly. And inside of Lewis, Sunday Bada of Nigeria. And Derek Redman of Great Britain has pulled up with an injury. Redman is out. Derek Redman, the British record holder and an important member of that British 4 by 400 meter relay team as he doesn't want anybody to help him. It'll be Lewis to win in 44.50. Look at this. He's going to try to finish his semifinal race. The British have a certain tradition of running, which you have to respect. A bizarre finish to this first semifinal in the men's 400 meters. Derek Redmond of Great Britain pulled up with an injury halfway down the back stretch. He's fighting off those trying to help him to finish the race in his lane. And now the pain too much. swelling throughout Olympic Stadium as Redmond with assistance this time approaches the finish line he had wanted so desperately to reach. That is the Olympic spirit. completely understand how God like you know wrote the fabric of the universe but somehow some way he wrote it in a way in which you and I are supposed to do it together he instituted family into the picture he instituted you know fathers and their sons and fathers and their daughters and mothers and their daughters and mothers and their sons he instituted husbands and wives and and he instituted brothers and sisters he did all of this I believe to better understand perspective and, and angles to understand God more and more. And so, friends, that's what I think community looks like the best. Is there's a race, there's a finish line. And we'll get hurt, we'll get injured, you'll make a mistake. Yo, you don't know what I did Saturday night, Ashton? Yo, you don't know where I came from in my past? Word, I don't. 
but I believe that everybody in this room has came from something. Wouldn't you agree? We all have some source of pain. But that's what community looks like right there. We pick each other up. We walk each other to the finish line. We let you pause, rest on my shoulder. Let me rest on yours. Yes, God is good. Yes, God is enough. Somehow, someway, he incorporated you and me to do it together, though. So this time we're going to worship, and I have an invitation that if you want to come up, that's fine. If you're in a place where you're discouraged or down or you feel like, yo, I'm losing this race. I don't even know which way's to the start or the finish. I don't know where the heck I'm at, Ashton. Word. If you're in a different place and you're like, yo, I want to repent, come home to Jesus, that gospel thing I'm all about, word, let's go. So now is that moment. So you can stand, you can kneel, you can come up front to the altar. Whatever's been hard or heavy, you can leave here. And we don't have to do it alone. Feel free. This is a moment. Feel free to lay your hands on somebody. It might not be necessarily what you say, but how you make someone feel. So we're going to worship. We're going to come back up. We're going to worship. I'll say something again. We'll worship again. And I'll come back up and we'll get out of here. Jesus be with us.
can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away. my moment's not done. Like, I want, I want to finish this here. Beautiful thing is it's already done. Beautiful thing, it's already finished. So we're going to worship again. It's going to be a little bit of a different vibe. It's going to say, I thank God because he's already done it all. So we can actually passionately say thank you, whether or not you feel it right now, whether or not you know it right now, but you can believe and put your faith and trust in Jesus who is faithful to the end. And we can say, thank you, God, for what you're going to do, what you've done, and what you're doing right now. You guys put your hands together and help us out. There we go. Yeah. Wandering into the night, wanting a place to hide this weary soul. And I try with all my might, but I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting, a vagabond. And just when I Ground. 